You're listening to a DM podcast. I hear that you're in a relationship with someone by the name of Abby Chatfield, is that right? <laughs> oh, wow. Um, well, it's a complicated question, Michael. Um, Can uh, you share any hot gossip? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Mr. A+. Today's guest is someone I met back in October. He and I originally met at a charity dinner in Darling Harbour in Sydney. This gentleman has quite an interesting story I'd love you all to hear from him. Now, without further ado, let's all give a warm welcome to our new friend... Danny Clayton. Yay. Hello, Danny. Hello, Michael. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Uh, I'm very good. Thank you for asking. I'm uh, a little bit sunburnt, but uh, I'm excited to have a chat with you. Ah, wonderful. That's that's wonderful news. So um, how are you getting along these days? Uh, getting along quite well. Uh, I mean, I, I live in Bondi, so it's never uh, there's never a shortage of things to do. I'm always at the beach or on my bike or surfing. And uh, lately, the weather has been fine. The company has been great. I've been having a, a brilliant time and keeping myself busy working on lots of different projects. So what are you working on these days? Uh, the next thing I'm doing is working with Australian Idol, uh, the, of course, the world-famous singing competition. Uh, and right now, they're doing another season, which I'm uh, excited to be involved in for the on-ground stuff. So uh, a really close friend of mine, Scott Tweedy, uh, is the host, uh, but uh, they're travelling around the country right now in a truck uh, with some of the old winners and old contestants of Australian Idol and, um, yeah, putting on a show just around the country, which has been really fun, and I'm, I'm DJing and hosting that. Sounds like a like quite a career you got for yourself these days. <laughs> I do. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> but I mean, like I do lots of different things. Um, you know, I do events and I DJ and you know, I do interviews uh, like you do. Yeah. Ha- have you been enjoying doing interviews? I certainly have. Hmm. Which does remind me of one of my first questions. Can you tell us about your journey from your beginning as a rock photographer to what led to your current path as a television presenter, filmmaker, producer, and a DJ? Um, so, I mean, that journey started a, a very, very long time ago. 
um, I entered a photo competition taking photos for a channel called Channel V. And while I was doing that, I was the just the work experience competition kid. Uh, but fortunately, they kept me around and put a microphone in my hand. And I slowly started to do things on screen. So doing some interviews, doing some album reviews and uh, slowly but surely they um, decided that I was um, all right and they uh, gave me a job as a TV host. And since then I've been doing a really wide array of jobs. So DJing, as you mentioned, and uh, hosting events and um, basically just having a really good time, Michael. <laughs> so that's been my journey. That's really wonderful news. Congratulations on all you've done. Thank you. Which does also remind me, um, what did you do as an audition? I didn't really audition. I was just working, taking photos, doing my thing. And someone, I think Osher Ginsberg, who hosts, you know, The Bachelor and, you know, previously he used to host Australian Idol. He actually gave me a microphone and I didn't know what was going on. I said, well, what's this for? And he said, well, you're going to talk. And I said, what about? And he said, doesn't matter. You're just going to be on air in five, four, three, two. And then all of a sudden I was on television and a microphone in my hand and I just started talking. Uh, and that's kind of, uh, they, after they saw that, they just said, nah, you can do this all the time now. And they gave me a job. So basically this was offered to you by chance. Chance. Yes. Very much by chance. Well, at least you didn't have to work for it. Uh, <laughs> no, yes, it was very fortunate. I was lucky I didn't have to work for it. I had to work for it in some ways. I mean, I, I hmm. watched um, Channel V a lot and I um, was a really big fan of music and I knew a lot about music that was uh, particularly in that era. So I think that that helped. I was yeah. well-researched. It's a lot better than having to to get out there and actively look for a job. I was, I felt very fortunate, very lucky. But you're, you're getting into acting, aren't you? Uh, you're yes, becoming, of course. Yeah. So what's, what's that like? What are you finding that yeah. um, acting is something that you have to go out and work for or are the, well, I've been doing acting classes. Mm -hmm. I did beginners and intermediate courses at Screenwise. This year I'll be doing private lessons with a professional actress and I'll also be, doing the advanced course as well. Wow. What kind of movies do you think you'd like to be in? I'm open to all kinds of genres. Comedy, drama, comedy, drama, animation in particular is one. All kinds of genres, actually, except for horror, thriller, slasher, and suspense films. They're a bit too spooky. Mm. To be honest, I kind of prefer television shows to films. Okay. But I think I would do the best in comedy. Mm. I think you told some jokes when we were at lunch together and I thought they were very funny. Can't remember. It wasn't lunch. It was kind of well, lunch. Was it, it was, it was actually a charity dinner. It was a dinner. Wasn't it so long ago? That, yeah. That actually reminds me. Um, do you remember how we first encountered each other? I believe so. I, I, I think I came up to you and told you that I, was a fan of yours. I thought that you were very good in the show. You mean Love on the Spectrum? Love on the Spectrum. I thought you were a, a, a 
shining star. I thought you were very good to watch. I really appreciate that. And what were we doing at this dinner? Well, we were talking about men's mental health. Uh, I mean, uh, we have a friend who works in the fashion industry. Uh, his name is Arnett, and he is a very thoughtful and caring person. And he wanted to build a space where um, you could have blokes talking about mental health and about if they're feeling sad or if they're, they're feeling a bit mellow, because it seems to be a, a problem that gentlemen don't talk about their yeah. They often choose to suffer in silence. They choose to suffer in silence. And so he was making an opportunity for everyone to talk about that. Yeah. And it was actually hosted by Beyond Blue in sponsorship with a fashion brand by the name of Johnny Big. It was for really nice outfits for, for gentlemen who have probably like out of the usual body types. I'm very, very tall and I find it very hard to find clothes that will fit me. And so uh, a place like Johnny Big uh, can cater for someone like me. So it was good. It was a very positive experience. I was actually wearing clothes branded by Johnny Big as well. And you looked very sharp. You looked looked a million dollars. I certainly did. I just love dressing like that. Yeah, it's a good look. It's a good look. Yeah. And apparently I said a few words that night. You did. You made a speech um, and it, it was it was great. You did very well and you spoke. Um, Thanks. Very intelligently and thoughtfully. Um, and yeah, it was a swell event. I really appreciate that. I suppose it was a, a swell event. Good food, good company, good yeah. clothes. Uh, and the yes. best dressed, of course, went to you, Michael. <laughs> yeah, I was the only one that wore a tie. <laughs> yeah, I only wear ties for very ritzy occasions. I, I, yeah. I spent my entire life at school as a young boy wearing a tie. So I uh, try to avoid them as much as possible. I see. My dad doesn't enjoy wearing top wearing ties either. No, they're quite a bizarre thing, like a tiny little rope that you put around your neck for fashion. I've never understood it. Well, I do. (laughs) I don't even like wearing bow ties. If I wear a bow tie, I feel somewhat naked. (laughs) Well, if if you're only wearing the bow tie, um, that might be the case, Uh, just as long as you wear a nice shirt with it. (laughs) I'd rather have a tie because ties conceal the buttons. It's true. And uh, I mean, I think that was the point. I think that was the why they invented ties was to mm. uh, to cover the buttons. But uh, I'm not sure. I'm not definitely not a fashion and expert. How come you, you've never really been a, an expert on fashion? I'm not. I'm not very good at, at picking outfits that suit me. And and I think that you know some people can't sing. Uh, some people uh, are really awful at swimming and you know they could do as much work on their singing voice as they they like but they'd still never be able to sing like Beyonce and for me as much as I try to pick up fashion 
I just think that it's not something I'm naturally good at. I'm my most comfortable outfit is just plain colored shirts and some black jeans. That's it. That's my happy place. <laughs> nice. You're you're much better at you, you have a much better fashion sense than I do. Thanks. Onto, onto another question. Um, I hear that you're in a relationship with someone by the name of Abby Chatfield, is that right? <laughs> What's so funny? Oh, wow. Um, well, it's a complicated question, Michael. Um, Can you uh, share any hot gossip? <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, I mean, what could I say? What could I say about Abby Chatfield? You've made me pink in the face, Michael. Um, uh, look, Abby Chatfield is probably one of the most incredible people I've ever met. Um, she's fiercely intelligent. She is incredibly funny and she's exuberantly energetic she is going to conquer the world uh, because she's just so fantastic on radio and in television and creating a very successful podcast. As for uh, Abby and I, uh, we aren't uh, in a romantic relationship, no. Uh, this is uh, definitely... Uh, quite some time ago when we were spending a lot of time together. Um, we were going to events together and uh, being going down to the beach and having photographers snap photos of us while we were just relaxing at the beach. And I think that uh, people seriously misconstrued uh, what was happening. And so... Um, no, no, she, uh, uh, Abby, bless her. Uh, I, I think she is, uh, she's a wild, she's a, a, a wild horse uh, galloping through a field that can't be tamed. <laughs> so, no, she, she's not my girlfriend. I hope that answered your question. Okay, because um, I have to say that um, she was actually on my podcast last year. Yep. So, um what are your thoughts on an open relationship? With Abby? Oh, yeah. Well, I'd, <laughs> I'd happily be in an open relationship with Abby. Um, in general? Uh, I mean, that's a very good question. I think it works for some people. It's uh, polyamory, uh, polyamorous people um, can have very fulfilling relationships. Um, but for me personally, I would prefer to be with one person and that person be my focus. And, you know, I think that if you find the right person, then one person is enough. Amen. It's, it's difficult to find just the, your corresponding puzzle piece, you know? So. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> you've made me blush, Michael. <laughs> I'm a, I'm all hot now, like starting to 
Woo, I'm starting to sweat. These are these are these are hard hitting questions. You're like a a thorough journalist. But just curious, did you and um and Abby ever do this? Okay, um, so, um, wow. Wow. Uh, did, uh, gesturing, uh, dancing, um, oh, uh, that's, that, that is a wild question. I'm talking about banging. Banging. Bang. Uh, look, did, did we, uh, did we have... A sexual relationship, uh, I believe, is the, the question that you're asking, um, yeah. which is a wildly salacious, um, straight to the point question. I think I'd answer that question if Abby was uh, present, but because Abby isn't uh, sure. Abby isn't here, I think it'd be ungentlemanly to um, yes, of course, to discuss uh, our sexual experience. Man, I am dancing around the topic here. I'm like, truth be told, I didn't. I didn't ask you that question because I wanted an answer. I, I only asked you that question because I just wanted wanted to make you even more pink. Yeah. Well, I'm now matching my t-shirt. Um, <laughs> my word. Well, my thoughts on on relationships are: be with that one person and stay with them until you know, until both parties pass on. So live a, a long, fulfilling life. Uh, yeah, of course. T- t- together. I mean, you're a little bit old school. I think you're yeah, you're you're very you're a traditional gentleman. Yes, um, I am. You're probably interested in in finding the one. Yes, I am. Um, which was what made you so you know, easy to watch on Love on the Spectrum? Because I feel like you're a very genuine earnest gentleman who yes. uh, is uh, not looking for a, a little bit of fun. You're looking for the right one. Exactly. I'm, I'm not interested in any form of funny business. No. Never was, never will. <laughs> what kind of girl are you looking for these days? Have, has it changed since the show or? Actually, there are, there are four important boxes that she has to tick. Mm. She must come from a good, loving family that isn't dysfunctional. Um, a, a beautiful, loving woman that has a, a, lo- a loving nature and a pure heart. She has to handle being the wife of a famous actor. And finally, she cannot have any, any issue with me being best friends with a woman whose name is Brianna. Brianna was on Love on the Spectrum as well. But she and I have been best friends for like a decade now. Mm. I agree with three of those points. Uh, I think that someone that doesn't get jealous uh, is really important. Uh, and if mm-hmm. you're an actor, then you know your partner can't get jealous. Someone that respects your friendships with your own know, people, yes. be it a, a, a woman or, or a man, also very important. Mm. And someone that has a lot of love in their heart. Um, yep. But I mean, one of the ones that I probably wouldn't agree with is that the person that you're with has to come from um, a loving family because some of the most spectacular people that I have in my life um, at the moment have uh, families that are complicated. 
they have well, got a lot of love in their heart, but they yeah. um, didn't get that love from I, growing up in a functional house. They came from a very difficult house. In fact, it's it's what's well, made them so special. Well, what I mean is, what I mean is that um, if I'm married to a family that um, that are full of criminals and break the law and take drugs and do these immoral things, mm. if I'm married to a family like that, their problems become my problems as well. Mm. But here's the wild thing, Michael, is that if you find someone that you really, really, really care about, it's not just family, their problems will become your problems because you love them. I mean, if they if they get sick, that becomes your problem. You know, if yes. they if they're feeling down, you know, that's becomes your problem because you want to make them happy. So, I mean, yeah, it it is often a, a situation where we would all like to have that I- ideal partner. You know, it'd be great to meet someone who was you know, exceedingly funny, very intelligent, very beautiful, has millions and millions of dollars. So if you're with them, you'll never have to work a day in your life. But in the end of the day, it's like making compromises. And I think that, you know, something like... Yes, I know. And and a situation like a, a difficult family isn't something that they would have any control over. Often, you know, that they have to make a decision as well. I don't, I don't know because they'll come back into our lives at some point and because I don't, I'm trying to make my life as hassle-free as possible. Mm. But when because- you start avoiding responsibility and avoiding hassle, as you call it, it, sometimes you might miss the good stuff because good relationships take work and it's not always well, smooth sailing. Sometimes you have the, to work for that. The point is I want to live... I want to be able to live my life in peace, not not have it plagued and corrupted by drama. No one, no one wants to have uh, their lives plagued and corrupted by drama, and I think we all want to live in peace. But every now and then, there there might be a decision you'd have to make to, um, you know, can you handle the drama because you love someone, or is the drama too much? And that's. That might be a decision that will, you know, appear in your life at one point. I understand that people in the past have said that I'm that I'm fussy when it comes to women, but I'm fussy for a reason because I'm not the kind of guy that any girl can can just marry. No, 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 definitely not. You're too special. Exactly, I'm Mr. A plus after all. You are Mr. A plus. Look, I can't find myself a a, a, a girlfriend either, Michael. What do we got to do? What do we have to do to to find the right one? Maybe we have to. Maybe we have to go on the Bachelor. That's not going to work. No, it probably won't. I rather. And plus, I, I'm kind of more keen on marrying someone British. <laughs> British. Yeah. What is it about British people? They seem very sophisticated, and they also have this aberration for class. They do, but it depends what kind of British people. Because, you know, every now and then, if you go to some parts of, if you go some parts of Britain, you know, you can find some scousers. Go to Liverpool and you, <laughs> you'll find some, uh, some, some chavs, some, uh, some English gangsters, and uh, they, they're less classy. I'm talking about people from London or Brighton. Yes, lovely, classy places. Have you have you have you been to London? Unfortunately, no. 
Ah, gosh. If you're going to, though. If you did go, what is something you'd like to do? I would love to go to a tea house with a woman and have an English high tea with her. Have scones or scones, as they would say. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. But there's more than that. There's tea and sandwiches and also shepherd's pie and roast. All delicious and great things. I love um, a good shepherd's pie. Who doesn't? <laughs> Since we've already um, talked so much, um, I do have one last question. What are you working on at the moment? At the moment, uh, I've been doing jobs with Binge, the... Um, Streaming service. The streaming service. Um, <sighs> so I'm hosting a bunch of events with them. Uh, I am finishing up the Australian Idol press tour. Uh, I'm working on a few different podcasts and mm-hmm. I am doing radio with Hit FM up in Newcastle. So ah, wonderful. Yeah, a, a fair bit, but uh, always looking for more and uh, bigger, exciting challenges. So yeah, um, aren't we all? Uh, yeah, I'm working on a fair bit, Michael. That's wonderful. At least you've got enough to keep yourself occupied. A lot to keep me occupied. I believe we're now on to our Ask Mr. A Plus segment, mm-hmm. which is a segment at the end of the podcast where, where you get to ask me questions, anything at all. I would like to ask you, what makes you happy? If you really thought about it and you boiled it down to something quite simple, what do you think makes you happy? Well, that's a bit of a tough one. Ideally, a world where it was populated by animals and the only workhorses would be steam engines on railway lines and there's nothing but nature all around. Mm. And then there's the the film and television industry as well. Mm. My three top three passions rolled into one. And I want to know what are the kinds of people that you feel comfortable with and you enjoy talking with i'm comfortable talking with a with a lot of people yep but is it is it a certain type of person that you find yourself most drawn to that you enjoy talking with the most um actors actresses and um people from my fan base i'd love to meet the one my people my my fans in america canada and the uk as well and my final question would be what is like your ultimate dream with your acting career? What is the one thing that you'd love to be able to achieve and then you'd be completely content and very, very happy? What's that goal? That is another, that is another hard question to answer. I don't really have a set dream with my acting career. Um, I just like to continue doing a lot of television and films and also voice acting as well. Because mm. I've been inspired by Don Messick and Dawson Butler from Hanna-Barbera. One thing that I would love to do in my career at some point is to work on a film or a television series, ideally, with Susie Porter, Shane Jacobson, Justin Clark, Claudia Carvin. And mm. Keith Flanagan. Wow. Where all five of us would be, all six of us would be a family. 
That's cool. That's great. Basically, goals. um, this is how it would happen. Um, Shane Jacobson and Kitty Flanagan would play a married couple who are my auntie and uncle. Justin Clark and uh, and Claudia Carvin would play a bisexual couple, and one of those two women is another auntie of mine. And then the youngest, played by Susie Porter, would be a single mother who's actually my mother, and I'm her, and I'd be her son. Wow, it sounds like you've already written the script for this. I did. I haven't written any script. This is an idea that came to head, but. Mm. Playing Susie Porter's son in something, that's something I would love to do. Well, let's put that out into the universe. And ho- ho- yeah. Hopefully that happens. Hopefully that happens within the next few years. Yeah, I can already imagine this incredible television show. Much like how in the first season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Jake Peralta said to Captain Holt, thanks, Dad. <laughs> I used to do that with my teachers. It used to be really, really awkward when my teacher would you know, say, uh, Danny. And I'd always go, yes, mom. I mean, uh, and it was always very, very, I don't know why, but it was always mortifying when you accidentally called your teacher's mom. (laughs) (laughs) Do you happen to have have any other questions at all? I think that we have really managed to to cross so many different topics. We had had the Uh, big questions. We've spoken about career. We've spoken about love. We've yep. we got philosophical. Gosh, I I think I'm good, Michael. I think we've 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 really had a good chat. Very well then. Well, Danny, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to come on this podcast. It means a lot, Michael. You are an incredible host. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure talking with you about all of the things so uh i really appreciate you having me on the a plus podcast mr a plus here we go my pleasure danny and thank you in return